Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambodhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambodhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambodhasa we are talking under the major heading of Gosara Sambhajanya, okay, domain of a meditator. And in there, Buddha taught us how to be in a state of meditation, <coughs> state of mindfulness throughout the whole day without having a a break and a gap, and he divided into subdivision of <coughs> seven, and then give us various way. Tonight is the last two. The last two topics. One is it is not that only we are meditating about pleasant objects and things that are obviously and easily talked about <coughs> nature. But also things that we don't talk about quite openly and easily and also not of a pleasant topic, but it's an unpleasant topic. These activities also had to be noted and observed and mindful while you are engaging these things. One of the things that we always do, everybody does it, we don't talk about is going to the toilet number one, number two. <clears throat> Whether when you are urinating and also while you are, what would the word be? I forgot the word. Defecating. Mm-hmm. While you are defecating. Those periods do one has to be aware of and in here too, one have to be observing very carefully, minutely and detailed. First and foremost, you are walk about always going around and suddenly you feel like you feel like you have to go to the washroom or defecate. And when you feel that, you must know that you're feeling. When you, as soon as you feel, you also think about it. Oh, I want to go to the washroom. You must know that thought, the intention. And from there too, there might be a, just a pressure, or there might be with a pain. Okay. And some people, <clears throat> It might be you might have to go in a hurry 
Some people, you don't, but you have to actually go and move around because that is the period or the time of the day that you are usually using this business. These, from these you started, and then you go. And when you go to everything, every activities that you are doing, okay, if you are in retreat, people are more careful about what you are doing when everybody can see it under everybody's watchful awareness. But when you're alone, then you become a little callous. Okay? So that kind of thing must not happen. Even there, you must be aware whatever you're doing, adjusting your clothes, and so on and so forth. Those things had to be done. You need to do these things with careful attention, unless and un, until and unless you are not pressed for time. And then, it is not just discharging, whether number one or number two, along with it, whether there is a pain, or whether they move very loosely, or whether they are with great difficulty, and so on. Every little thing in there, because at that time, there's just simply your awareness and your activity. Your activity means what the body needs to do, because it is this natural cause, that's what is taking in. All these things need to be observed with care. So we know exactly what we do. Don't behave that you are in the toilet, nobody can see it, will do at any pace, or will slack off. <clears throat> These kind of attitudes can come in quite easily for quite a number of yogis, but do not do that. Just observe as you always observing. As you are observing while you are at the meal time, collecting meal, eating meal, because everybody is there, everybody is aware. As soon as there are people around, you become more okay, attentive. When people are not around, you become less attentive. That variation should not happen, okay? shouldn't occur. So in such a way, people observed these unpleasant business that you, the body needs to carry out. There, intention, thoughts, movement, adjustments. There are so many activities, pain, loose, difficult, and so on and so forth. So even these things, okay, Buddha said, must be observed, the unpleasant nature of the body that we don't want to talk about or associate with. Along with it too, there are some things happen. Okay, not only that, there are discharges at your nose, running nose, and so on. That is the same manner be treated. Okay, that might be coughing and spitting and coming out of the mouth. All these, what you call uh, the gates of your body. Okay, there are two eye gates, 
two ear gates, two nose gates, the mouth. They are places that can discharge, can happen. Okay. So from whichever holes or gates there's a discharges for a certain reason, do with care. Okay. Do with attention. And we don't have to expressly always try and know when you have an intention, observe that intention along with the activities. So that one, the Buddha put in one segment and gave us to observe. So in other words, what he is doing is everything that you are doing in every waking moment fall under these categories. Okay? Fall under these categories, and if you fall in these categories, then there is nothing you will be missing, and there will be no gap and no break. All that you need is your effort to observe continuously and constantly. So the last one, the last one is, according to the scripture, if you translate directly, while you're walking, W-A-L-K, you must know that you're walking. While you're sitting, you must know that you're sitting. While you're standing, you must know that you are standing. While you are lying down, you must know that you are lying down. In general, a person, okay, whenever one is doing their posture, we always engage in one of these full postures. Sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. In other words, in all posture, full posture, one must be aware. And not only that, there are some little special set, segments or moments of our life. We always do, but it's very fast and very quick, so we are not quite, we don't give much attention. Those two moments are the moment you wake up, okay, the moment you wake up. And when you're waking up, one must be aware that you're waking up, and also, Falling asleep, almost fall. When you are falling asleep, one must know falling asleep. Full posture, waking moment, sleeping moment. So they cover the postures along with it, and this kind of uh, moments come in. Because these are what? Kaya Khan. You actually physically doing these things. The first four is physically. The Waking moment and sleeping moment, you are doing with thoughts. Manoga, with the thoughts. And there's one more, Wajika, what you do with speech. Even that the Buddha said, when you are talking, one must be aware that you are talking. And when you are silenced, one must be aware that you are silenced. So this last one, the Buddha covers what we do in a action of, they call it kayakang, wasikang, manokang. In other words, action with your body, action with your mouth or speech, and action with your thought. Okay? Body is full posture, thought moments are waking and sleeping, and then speech and silence.
in such a way Buddha covers everything. Everything. And in here we have all, we all know how to do these things, but just for the sake of uh, completeness of the talk, we'll go and deal with it. While you're walking, and walking to the way to do is, everything is you're taking a stepping, step, 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 step. And in here too, under the meaning of the Sampajana, with a common sense, you have to adjust according to the time and the place and the condition. You cannot, if you are in a hurry, you just simply observe the movement of a step. Stepping, stepping, or moving, moving, quick. Okay? But regardless, even in a quick moment, slow down as much as you can under that condition. And then you can start subdivided that step into two movements. Okay? Lifting and dropping. Or lifting, pushing, dropping, three moments. Or just the, only the physical aspect of it. Okay? Lifting, raising, okay? pushing, dropping, okay? touching, pressing. Six, just all our physicals, all the six moments in there. But one should not be pushing too much so that, okay, okay, I can do all these things. That is the key point. You just do how many segments? Three segments or four segments or five or six based on your capability, number one, and also, one must experiment yourself. How many segments give you the best so that you can really in sync with the movement and the thoughts and the observation? That is the key thing. And also we know in every actions, every physical actions, there's an intention. Okay? Actions follow the intention. So one put in intentions. That's why, of course, there are six physical movements. So you can put intentions. Is it six? No, it's only five. When you are touching, you don't have intention. You don't know when it is going to touch. So there are five intentions and six physical movements, 11 then that is too much. If you try and do that, you will become agitated and irritated. So about six parts is the best. Whether you go six physical, or maybe three intention with the three physical, okay, intending, lifting, intending, pushing, intending, dropping, six. You can do that way. So, in whichever variation that you like, okay? mind and matter, or just matter, 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 action, movement, and so on. Or maybe about full physical movement with two intention. You figure out yourself. Which way, if I do this way or that way, will give you the, the best 
continuous mindfulness and concentration. That is the way one need to do while you are doing a walking meditation. And also standing. Okay. While you are standing, one must be aware that you are standing. Which means, what is standing? Standing while you are walking, there are moments that you stop taking pacing or stepping. That is standing. And that standing, some people, when you say standing, they try to visualize or have a sense of that body. That is not the correct way. Okay. In short, if you go back to the formula, what is it that one is observing in Satipatthana, Vipassana, mindfulness, insight? Okay. The precise object is the paramatta, okay, ultimate reality. But in between, of course, apparent reality pops up in your observation. If they pop up, you don't push it away. You acknowledge and note it. But be aware that true objects of meditation for Vipassana is Paramatta, ultimate reality. So while you are standing, okay, it is just this, but you, the whole body, okay, if it is not stiff and rigid, you won't be able to stand. <coughs> you will just fall down. So the whole body at that moment is there, sir a sense of stiffness, a sense of erectness, and a sense of rigidity. <coughs> that sensation you observe while you are standing. So that is mean while you are standing, one is aware that one is standing. And then after your walk and after your stand, eventually there will be a moment to sit. And while you're sitting, so that is in the process of sitting, that's where it is. Process of sitting is, from there, first of all, you want to sit down, intention to sit. And then there's a various movements, okay, leaning, bending, straightening, stretching, propping, pressing, pressured, every little thing. You know exactly what you're doing, and then there will be all different sensations and all different manners of movement in your body will be there. And there too, how detailed you want to note and how long you want to note is your business. But my recommendation is, if you are walking meditation, okay, if you get a very strong concentration in your walking meditation, do not sit down fast. Slow down so that your movements okay, correspond along with the concentration that you have. Observed, observe, 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 observe. Bending, stretching, pressure, leaning, thoughts, propping. But if your concentration is not very strong while you're walking, of course, automatically it will be fast. 
but regardless, slow down. Okay. My suggestion is when you take a place to sit down, okay, slow down as much as you can and observe every little movements and manners. And if there are little intentions and thoughts, observe them. Because while you are sitting, if you apply that kind of uh, acute detailed awareness, your mind really slow down and concentrate even farther. But some people, oh, okay. While you are, if I sit down and concentrate, there's a great time to sit down and there will be great concentration. Yeah. I'll just sit down and once I'm sit down and placed properly sit down, I can get great concentration. No. That's what it means by the Buddha said. No break, no gap, and constant. Constant, no break, no gap. So if you are really slow in a walking meditation and suddenly you just speed it up and then suddenly you sit down, there's a, a little kink in your concentration. One need a flow. Do that and then you sit down. Okay. So the process of sitting down is including in the know that while you are sitting that you are sitting. And also after you have properly sat down, okay, if you are going to observe the sitting posture, just like the other time, what you are observing is not your whole body, the heart, uh, the head, or the body, or the legs, or folded legs, and so on. And in that posture, a sense of stiffness, rigidity, and erectness. That you observe as sitting, sitting, sitting. And also, one little uh, highlight I'd like to put in there is, in our sitting, what do we observe in general? In general is, okay, rising, 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 sitting, falling, 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 touching, touching. That's it. So in here, some people just say, rising, falling, touching, no sitting. Okay, some people might do all. But if you do, okay, everything is how you train yourself. Rising, sitting, falling, touching. If you incorporate all these four different observation points, the benefit is, as soon as you observe sitting, automatically you have a sense of your posture. Okay. If you don't put it in, you don't have a sense of the sitting posture. What it means is, sometimes you're sitting down and you might go like this, and then like this. Still sitting, but you are like this. And if you don't say sitting, you are Attention is not there. Rising, falling, touching. Rising, falling, touching. You are like this. But if you put sitting, automatically you know your posture is like really hunchback guy. So 
slowly you straighten down, straighten up, straighten up, straighten up. So that is the benefit. Just putting that one little sitting in your observation, you keep the body straight and erect. Okay. There's a less chance of becomes scooped down and then really bend down. You are still sitting, but uh, the height, instead of being three feet in height, you will be about two feet in height, sitting height. That is what benefit is if you put in sitting. Rising, sitting, and as soon as you say sitting, that rigidness, stiffness, erectness, that keep the body straight and then falling and touching, touching. So keep that in mind. That's one observation point called sitting. It always keeps you in the good sitting posture because your awareness is repeatedly going in that direction and in a, within a second or two, within a second two, your awareness is in your body posture. So that's what sitting is. While you're sitting, one must be aware that you are sitting. Walking, standing, sitting, lying down. Lying down is from the sitting position. Usually, as a yogi, when you lie down, it is you are about to sleep. Okay. Lying down, from there, you lie down onto the bed to sleep. So every little movement, okay, every little movement, observed it. I think in a one or two Dhamma talks ago, we mentioned about Shin Ananda, okay, Buddha's attendant. How he attained enlightenment, arahatship. Okay, in the process of lying down, he is not neither sitting nor totally lying down in between, because he observed with such a meticulousness that every little movement of, in the process of lying down, he saw this, three characteristics of mind and matter, and the highest degree of clarity and impact, and that gave the final arhanship <coughs> or mega-jeta, rahata mega-jeta. So that is called lying. While you are lying down, one must be aware that you are lying down. Okay, while you are lying down, of course, some seat on the side, some seat on the back, and whatever position you choose. That moment till you fall asleep, there's still a gap of time. And that gap of time one must be noticing. Okay. That falls into the zone of, while you're sleeping, know that, that you are sleeping. In the process. In the process is, you still observed. Okay. Most of the time, it is easiest one is the abdomen. You put your hand on your abdomen, and then rising and falling. And at the same time, do not focus quite deeply and intensely, just like general awareness. If you go quite deeply, you will be awake. If you go deeply and if you can observe deeply, you'll be awake for hours. 
because your minus will be totally alert. So, mulaika, general awareness, rising, falling, rising, falling, and then that will be a, the mind slows down. Even though the mind slows down, it's not in a straight line. Sometimes the minds become slow down, and suddenly there's alertness come in, slow down, alertness <coughs> come in. These are the moments to sleeping. And if that's the case, be aware of it. That's what it means while you're sleeping. One must be aware that you're sleeping. When you totally fall asleep, of course you are not acutely and alertly aware anymore. And also while you are waking up, these are the moments, while you are waking up, know that you are waking up. And if you are fully aware, like uh, you are awake and you become aware before you open your eyes. You become aware, you open your eyes. And those like, mm, awake, awake. You start with wanting to open, wanting to open, opening your eyes. And even though opening your eyes, just put concerted effort to open very slowly and see how it opens. Just by observing that very slow movement of opening the eyelids itself woke you up even fresher because your mind focused so intensely on how these eyelids are moving, it's really woke you up. You are awake, but you are half awake. But when you focus like that, it really wake up. And depending on how early you get up or how close you are to the sitting, to your first sitting session, of course, you have to rush or not rush. So put an effort to wake up earlier so that you can do everything from that moment of waking up, getting up, making beds, going to washroom, growing close, so that you can do all these things carefully, seriously, and slowly. To do that, you need about an hour to wake up. If your meditation session is about 4.30, you get up at 3.30. That one hour will give you all these activities. That's called waking up zone. Sleeping, waking. And also, while you're talking, be aware that one is talking. Okay? You want to talk, know that you want to talk. There's an intention to talk. And while you're talking too, you talk, but when your mindfulness becomes strong, even though you are conversing a certain topic, a certain message, okay, a complete story delivering, in between you will find that you are aware that you are talking. The one part is talking, one part suddenly become aware, and then goes into talking again, one part is aware that you are talking. That kind of a thing. Sometimes you're talking and suddenly you can hear your own voice because you are observing and knowing that you're talking. So you don't totally are in sync with the content of your speech. In between you know that you're doing, in between you hear, you hear your own sound. You can, you can hear your own sound. 
and also the intention in between. And then suddenly you hear your sound and sometimes there's a thought, the critical thoughts on the sound of your own voice. These little things, so many things can be observed while you're talking too. That is what it means by intensely, deeply and penetratively. And also while you're not talking, I'm not talking about while you're doing sitting meditation or walking meditation. With a group of people you are sitting down, but you are not talking or nobody is talking. There's a silence. Be aware of the silence. There's a silence. There's no talking. So that covers every aspect of a person, whatever that person is doing. And period between the sleeping moment and waking moment. And all these periods must be observed. One shot is, you observe from till you wake up, till you fall asleep. But Buddha didn't leave it there. He put it into subcategory, subcategory, subcategory. So that whenever you put a heading, a category, you focus more. It gives you more attention to focus into that segment. If you give a general idea, you give a general attention. If you give a specific idea, your attention is more specific and more penetrative. That's why the Buddha divided in these phases under the heading of observed with no gap, no break, and constantly. And that covers the Kosara Sampajanya, the domain of a meditator. So may all of you be able to practice okay, Satipatthana Vipassana meditation okay, precisely, correctly, and live in the domain of a yogi and realize the true nature of Nama and Rupa as soon as possible. Sadhu, 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 Buddham Bujemi, Dhamam Bujemi, Sangam Bujemi. Thank you very much.